Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. I'm sure there's many of us that can look back in our life and see people entering into our life during special situations in which we maybe needed to make a decision that was going to change our life forever. Or maybe there was an unexpected diagnosis or an unexpected death in the family. Well, this person, whoever they were, a parent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, maybe a person at work, they came into our life and they helped us persevere through that struggle, whatever it may be. And in doing so, they influenced us. They formed us to be the people that we are today. In fact, we could argue we are not or we wouldn't be the people that we are today if it wasn't for those special people that entered into our life at a precise moment to help us as we were struggling with whatever challenge it may be. Now, with that in mind, think about Jesus Christ. And just for a little bit, imagine never knowing Christ. You don't know who he is. You never heard of him. More to it, you've never heard of Christianity. You never knew the Catholic faith or the church or how to worship or how to practice the faith. Your life was a void of Christ. So it begs the question, if your life was void of Christ, you didn't know him, would your life or would you be the same person that you are today? Now, granted, that is a philosophical question that we ponder. But I can say, honestly, if Christ was void of my life, I wouldn't be the person I was today. I would definitely have a different lifestyle, different values. The way I make decisions would be entirely different. But see, we do know Christ. Christ is in our daily life. He influences everything that we do each and every day of our life. He forms us. In fact, Christ and his church make us the people that we are today. And I think that's what the readings are really getting at. The first reading, especially the gospel. Now, what's going on in the first reading? Well, this first reading is a very popular story in the Old Testament. It has to do with Elijah and his destination to meet God. Notice how it begins. Elijah went a day's journey into the desert until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. He prayed for death. He prayed for death. Now, realize, here is Elijah, the greatest of all the Old Testament prophets, and now he's praying to die. He's giving up, literally. He's saying, you know, Lord, just take me. I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. Well, think about it. Over the past summer, many of us have traveled on different destinations, you know, for different reasons, maybe just vacation. Now, what do we do when we're about to travel? We plan for that, right? And so we take the right type of clothing. Maybe we take food and something to drink. You know, we prepare for that. 
And yet, Elijah doesn't. More to it, notice he's traveling through the desert, the harshest area in the entire world. Now, many of us have experienced a desert or a desert region. It's lifeless. There's very little food or water. Now, if I were to ask you, hey, let's next week go out into a desert and camp there and do some backpacking. We'll do that for a few days. Well, you'll plan for that, won't you? If it was me, I'd be going to Walgreens and getting some sunscreen so that I wouldn't burn. I would make sure I got a nice hat, some sunglasses to protect my eyes, the right clothing. Definitely pack a lot of water as well as food. But Elijah takes nothing for that. And yet he's ready to give up after just one day. But what happens? Well, God provides him nourishment. It says, He laid down asleep under the broom tree. But an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. Elijah looked there, and at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he laid down again. Now, the first thing that we can take from this, God provides nourishment for Elijah. Well, God does the same thing for us every time we celebrate Mass. Notice the other thing, too. Elijah eats just once, and he thinks that's enough. That's why he lies down to go to sleep again. But notice what happens next. But then an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. Elijah looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he laid down again. But the angel came back to him a second time and touched him and ordered him, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. So he has to eat and eat. That first meal was not good enough. Instead, he had to eat again and then again in order for them to then have the strength to complete the journey. It says, He then had strength from the food. He walked 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God, Horeb. Well, now, because he ate and ate and ate, he receives strength from the nourishment that God has provided him. And now, he's able to walk 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. Now, 40 days and 40 nights, that's a good hike. You know, that's a strenuous hike. But to do it in the desert, it's like twice as hard. And yet he's able to do that because of the nourishment he receives from God. Now, St. Thomas Aquinas, when reflecting upon this story, he said the story symbolizes the Eucharist. Yes, there are times in which we face challenges in life. Maybe they're unexpected. Maybe they're expected. You know, we get discouraged. We get depressed. You know, we feel overwhelmed by these terrible challenges. You know, I think I gave you that story of J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Lord of the Rings, a trilogy. He was a devout Catholic. His popularity was in the 1920s and 30s. Well, during that time, his son wrote to him and said, Dad, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm losing my faith. Immediately, Tolkien wrote back to his son, and he said the first thing you have to do, stay close to the Eucharist. Stay close to the Eucharist. That's powerful advice. Why? Because we know in the Eucharist is the presence of Jesus Christ. And just as importantly, it is in the Eucharist that is the spiritual nourishment that gives us strength, hope, promise. That whatever we endure, we endure together with Christ, with us. And that being the case, nothing, nothing in this world, no challenge or hardship in life can get the best of us. Now, notice also, too, in this story, Elijah, not just one meal satisfies him. He's got to keep eating. 
That's why the angel keeps bothering him. Come on and eat again and again. Well, we have to do the same thing. You know, we have to constantly be eating the Eucharist. That's why the church teaches us that we have to go to Mass once a week so that we are eating on a regular basis the body and blood of Jesus Christ so that we can continue on in our journey of life. Now notice the symbolism, the 40 days and 40 nights. Aquinas would say that symbolizes the journey of life itself. Life is a long journey. But nonetheless, Elijah doesn't give up. He has the strength to continue and ultimately reach the destination of that journey, which is Mount Horeb, where God is. Well, that represents heaven. And see, if we truly are nourished on a regular basis with the Eucharist, then yeah, we can complete the journey of life and reach our final destination, heaven. Now, that's a great segue into the gospel. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. And so we too, like Elijah, we depend upon God for nourishment. In our case, spiritual nourishment. We too recognize we just can't eat the Eucharist once and that's good enough. No, instead we have to keep eating again and again and again. Every week we keep eating just like Elijah and in doing so we receive nourishment and strength and grace to continue to walk the journey of life. More to it, not to give up, especially during the difficult times. Now we all know life is not easy, not at all. And sometimes we feel like giving up. You know, I did last year, after the recovery of my back surgery, there were complications, one after another. And just when I thought that I had turned a corner and was getting better, I got blindsided with another complication. There were times in which I, like Elijah, threw my arms up in the air and said, Lord, I've had enough. I can't take anymore. But nonetheless, we stay close to the Eucharist. And in doing so, we persevere. Why? Because we recognize in the Eucharist, God is truly with us. His presence, His body and blood. And regardless of what is challenging us in our life, we persevere through it. Because Christ is walking that journey of life with us, always. Therefore, it's important for us to continue to feed again and again and again. Because then we can finish the journey of life. Then we can reach our destination, which is heaven which is exactly what Christ wants for all of us. And see, Christ really and truly wants that. And that's the power of the Eucharist. Now, notice what Jesus says further on. He says, I am the living bread. Now, what does that really mean? It means that Jesus's body is something that we assimilate into. Now, you take a regular loaf of bread, you eat it, right? And what happens? Your body begins to digest it. It breaks it down into proteins, carbohydrates, simple sugars. And then it gradually assimilates into our tissues and muscles and organs. But the Eucharist does just the opposite. You know, when we come up and we receive Jesus' body and blood, it doesn't assimilate into us. In fact, just the opposite. We are transformed into it. You know, God's life is made present to us, and we are brought into that life, incorporated. As Paul would say in Corinthians, we are grafted on to Christ. How does this work? 
Well, I often give you that quote from St. Jerome. When it comes to the Eucharist, he says, you are what you eat. See, every time we come up and we eat the body and drink the blood of Jesus Christ, we gradually, incrementally, you could say, are transformed into the image and likeness we are all created in. And so, as we walk the journey of life, and as we continue to eat again and again and again throughout our entire life, we are gradually transformed. We assimilate ourselves into the image and likeness of God. Such that what? When we complete the journey of life, just like Elijah did, then we are totally transformed into that image and likeness of God. It happens. How? Because we truly take in Jesus' body and his blood, and that has the power to gradually transform us over time into that image and likeness. So that what? When we complete the journey of life, now we're ready. We're truly ready to be received into heaven, which is our destination for each and every one of us. And see, that's what the Eucharist does for us. The readings for this weekend give us a powerful lesson. First and foremost, Jesus Christ always influences and forms us each and every day of our life, such that we are the people we are today because of the influence and the formation of Jesus Christ in our life. More to it, Jesus, through the power of the Eucharist, he nourishes us on a regular basis so that like Elijah, we can continue to walk the journey of our life. Despite the challenges that we may face in life, despite how overwhelming they may seem, we're not afraid. We can persevere over them and through them because Christ is always walking that journey with us. And once we complete that journey of life, now we're ready. We're ready to meet our destination, heaven, which is where Christ waits for us to continue to feed us his body and his blood for all of eternity. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.